0: Effective living, with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. I want to continue with my teaching on kingdom principles of wealth creation. We are getting to the last study area. I promise we're going to look at four study areas, and today I am taking you to the last study area. We've looked at why some Christians become poor. We've looked at why does God want Christians to be rich. We've looked at what steps must a Christian take to become rich. And a fourth study area is how can I become a wealthy Christian, a wealthy person. So who is a wealthy person? A wealthy person is someone who does not work for money, but money works. For him. The person works all right, but his purpose for working is not necessarily to get money. That means there are other reasons why we should work. But the number one reason why we work is for money. We want to be paid. That means a wealthy person works, but not because he wants to receive salary. In other words, a wealthy person is someone who doesn't care whether there's salary or not. He just works. But whilst he's not working for money, money is working for him. What do we mean by money works for him? In other words, money comes to him all the time. Amen. I'll explain that more. Number two, a wealthy person is someone who can live comfortably for the rest of his life without a salary. A wealthy person is somebody who is rich and will remain rich for life without a salary. You and I have met a lot of people who used to be rich until they went on. Retirement. When I finished my national service, I used to, to do people teaching. And I used to teach in people's homes. There was this rich man. I used to teach his children in the house, private classes. And I got paid. This man was so rich. I used to think such people will never be poor again. One day, I was driving to town. When I got to the area where his house is, I saw him by the roadside, topped a trottro, and sat in it. And I remembered that man. I said, wow. That man, the number of cars in his house those days, but a wealthy person is somebody who is rich today and will remain rich the rest of his life without a salary. So the question is, do we focus on becoming rich or becoming wealthy? Which is better, to be rich or to be wealthy? When we read the book of Proverbs 23, verse 4 and 5, the Bible begin to raise very important precautions that everybody must have concerning the subject of money. Proverbs 23, from verse 4, he said, Do not overwork to be rich. In other words, don't put all your energy to becoming rich. In other words, don't let all your efforts have one end in mind, one destination in mind to be rich don't let being rich be your focus in life because of something verse 5 he said the reason is because will you set your eyes on that which is not in other words riches are not permanent being rich is not a permanent state in life being rich is subject to change being rich is a temporary experience why for riches certainly make themselves wings they fly away like an eagle toward heaven there's something called inflation inflation simply means the value of money reduces with time let me try to simplify it inflation simply means the value of the money you have reduces with time so what you can buy with 100 ghana cities today next year by this time you cannot buy it why because the price of the item goes up with time so if you have thousand cities with you now it may be a lot of money but 10 years from now that thousand cities may be nothing that's the meaning of inflation that's all this scripture is this scripture is saying that if you are rich it means you have a lot of money this scripture says if they call you rich today it doesn't mean tomorrow they will call you rich because what you have that they call you rich today in 10 years time it may be nothing it may be what people spend in a day so to be rich is not where god wants us to go so God's desire for all of us is that we have to become wealthy. Deuteronomy eight eighteen, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. God's desire for you is that you acquire wealth because wealth puts money in your hands permanently. Wealth does not lose value. Riches lose value. He is the one who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is today. So God made a covenant with the fathers of faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. As they walk with him and serve him faithfully, One of the things he wants to do for them is that they will never be poor. And your only security against poverty is wealth. Money is not security against poverty. Money is not a protection from poverty. The only lasting protection from poverty is wealth. Everybody say wealth. Psalm 112. He said, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. May that be your story. In other words, your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, as you walk with God, your descendants will be great people. They will not be non-entities and they will not be um, a disappointment. That will be your story. Yeah, that is one of our portion in serving God, that our children will not be a disappointment. Yeah, he said, the generation of the upright person will be what? Blessed. One day you understand this scripture. Verse 3, says... Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. This scripture says, Everyone who fears God or who honors God, because to fear God means to honor him, to reverence God, that person will be righteous. That person will have an enduring righteousness, but apart from that, wealth and riches shall be in his house. That means there's a difference between wealth and riches. So there's nothing wrong with being rich, only that it is not safe. So when you become rich, you must look beyond that and focus on becoming wealthy because that is what God wants you to be. That is where God wants you to be. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will get there. In Jesus' name. Every wealthy person is rich, but not all rich people are wealthy. If you meet a wealthy person, you can tell. Anytime he needs money, he can have it. So I want to show you some examples of wealth. Let's read Genesis 13 verse 2. He said, Abraham was very rich. One day, your name will be mentioned like that. Can we prophesy this morning? Call your name in the place of Abraham and said, Henry Hubert is very rich. Prophesy and call your name. Say, Henry Hubert is very rich. You shall become very rich. I said, you shall become very, 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 very rich. Yeah, actually you are. Rich at a manifestation, it takes your faith. You practice your faith, like I taught last Sunday. The importance of exercising your faith to become rich is that money submits to the supernatural. Money is controlled by the supernatural, and so when you exercise your faith that you are rich, power of God begin to operate in your direction to implement and to actualize. The confession you make and the faith you exercise. Abraham was very rich. But let's look at the details. What is the details? He said, in livestock, in silver and in gold. I wanted to see the order. He was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. In Abraham's days, Money was not paper like we have now, like we have currencies in paper. Money was in gold and silver and bronze and all that. So the higher denominations are gold, silver. Things that are cheaper, they use bronze and copper and calories to buy them. How rich you are, you can see how much gold the person has. But Abraham did not only have money, he also had livestock. Everybody say livestock. Now, livestock simply means he had a lot of animals. It means he had cattle, he had sheep and goats, plenty of it. That means if you stole all of Abraham's money, he is not poor because he has a lot of cattle. And the cattle, they reproduce every year. So let's say Abraham has 1,000 cattle. How much is the price of a cattle now? 3,000 if they are small, 5,000 if they are very big. So if you have a 1,000 cattle, that's how much? About 5 million, probably. And this cattle, they are giving birth all the time. Every year, they are reproducing. So in 10 years, the 1,000 cattle, maybe there will be 20,000 cattle, and on and on and on. So if you read the Bible and you hear God saying, He will bless them, and their cattle will reproduce, and their sheep will reproduce. It is God is just adding more wealth to them. So Abraham was very rich, but first of all, he made sure that his riches began with. Livestock, which is reproducing every day. So every year, Abraham's net worth increases because more goats give birth, the sheep give birth more, the cattle give birth more. So his net worth increases. Compare that to somebody who had only money. Inflation reduces the value of the money. So the person who has only money in the bank, probably a million in the bank, In a year's time, there is still 1 million, but that 1 million has lost value. So Abraham was a wealthy man, and God is bringing to that place of wealth. Genesis 26, verse 12 to 16. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. So verse 13 said, He began to prosper, he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. But you know, when you got to v- verse 14, it gives you details of what it means that the man was prospering. That he said, For he had possessions, in other words, he had assets. The word possession, there it means assets. An asset is anything that has the ability to put money in your pocket without you working for it. It puts money in your pocket. Bible said Isaac had assets. And what are the assets? Flocks and heads. And a great number of employees. That is the meaning of he prospered. He had assets. The flocks were multiplying. The heads were multiplying. When I say flocks, it means sheep and goats. When I say herd, it means cattle. And the Philistines envied him. You know, you can't envy somebody who has ten goats, twenty sheep. Is that an enviable thing? Somebody who has two cows, unless the family you come from is something else. That's when, when you have two cows, they can kill you for it. There are some families one cow; it's death sentence for you. They will finish you. But for the Philistines to envy Isaac, it suggests that when Isaac's Head of cattle and his flock of sheep are passing by. It was something else. Plenty. Multitude. Probably nobody could match him when it comes to quantities of cattle and head in the whole of the land. And the interesting thing, they kept reproducing crazily by the the blessing of God at work upon um, his life. the, The animals were multiplying. And in those days, that is where wealth was. So that is what I want you to see. So, God want you and I to come to the place of wealth. Amen. Somebody say wealth creation. That is my destination. I'll be rich and I, then I'll be wealthy. Amen. In my lifetime, I am rich and I'm going to be wealthy. Amen. Now, so wealth is money working for you. You don't work for money. So a wealthy person is somebody if they said, from today we don't need you at a workplace anymore, it won't be a problem. You know, many of you, I thank God you have good jobs, but you need prayer every day. Because if they say, go home today, it will be trouble for you and your family. But nobody will be sacked here in Jesus' name. Yeah. And if they say, go home, all you do is look for another job, and look for another job, and look for another job. It doesn't matter how... How your salaries? That's why, you know, it is only ignorant salary earners who get proud. I don't care how much you earn. You can't be proud because of what you earn. Your car, you took a loan to buy it. That's why you need to be knowledgeable enough so that people cannot treat you anyhow. Especially ladies. You should be asking how he got that car. You want to marry a guy because he has a car, which he bought with a loan. And that guy, if they sack him today, he has nowhere. There's another guy who has no car. No money, but he's going somewhere. But ignorance will make you think the guy with a car is better than the guy with no car. Yeah. That's why you don't make friends with people because of what they have today. That's the worst thing to do to your life. That's why you don't look down on yourself because you don't have a car, you don't have a great job, you don't have money, you, t- you see yourself like, you know, sometimes when you meet, it happened to me too. There was a time like when I met some of my classmates, I thought, wow, what have I done to myself? But today I thank God what I did to myself. So I am not a liability on this church, I'm an asset to the church. <laughs> So God wants you to be a wealthy person. I'm not saying don't have good jobs, don't get good salaries. But hey, it's not a safe place to be. It's not a safe place to be. Don't ever think you have arrived. You know, sometimes I see church members. Oh, you pray, huh? they get one job like that. Then they take a loan to buy one car. Then girls, girls. I say, hey, you haven't reached anywhere. Oh. And the girls too don't know that the guy hasn't reached anywhere. You haven't reached anywhere. Start fooling around instead of saving money. You know, our educational system teaches us, get good grades, get a good job, and retire, and be miserable. But that's not what we are learning here. Three keys to creating wealth. Deuteronomy you know I 818, he said, I'm the God who gives you power to get wealth. How do we do that? Three important keys. Number one, financial intelligence. Number two, investment. Number three, divine favor, financial intelligence. So what is financial intelligence? Financial intelligence is defined as the basic knowledge concerning the management of one's personal finances, basic knowledge. It is also defined as knowing the rules of engagement concerning money matters. That is layman's definition. On this note, I want to say that there are different kinds of intelligence. There is academic intelligence. That's the one we get in school. That one only helps you to get a good job, academic intelligence. And it's very important how good I am today. I can trace part of it to my education. But it's not enough. Professional intelligence, number two, professional intelligence. Professional intelligence means that you become a professional. That means you just don't have first degree or master's in accounting, but you have taken the professional exams. That's when they call you accountant. There are many people who have a degree in account- accounting, but they are not accountants. Even medical school, when you finish, you have to write a professional exam before you can get a license to practice as a doctor. I heard it's the same with nursing. Is it the same? Yeah, nursing. With law, with law. You need to write the professional exam before you are called a lawyer. Hallelujah. Professional intelligence is good, but it's not enough. Emotional intelligence. Number four, social intelligence. Where I'm going is number five, financial intelligence. Financial intelligence. You can be rich without financial intelligence. Now, how can you become rich? Just get a very good job with high salary, or start a business that you are fortunate, it moves very well. How many of you people who have started a business and like, you know, fortunately for them, things just boomed. they become rich. After five years, all the business has folded up because you can be rich without financial intelligence. But you can never be wealthy without financial intelligence. Many rich people fail to become wealthy due to lack of financial intelligence. So let me narrow down on Jesus' parables. I said, I think about three weeks ago, that Jesus gave 40 parables. Out of the 40 parables, 11 are on finances. I'll be showing you some of the parables Jesus taught on money and how we can break it down to understand it. Jesus gave 40 parables, 11 is on money. And I was thinking to myself, Jesus taught on many, many subjects. He taught on prayer, he taught on fasting, he taught on giving, he taught on love, he taught on many things. Upright living, godliness. He taught on many, many, many things. So if you want to share the parables on all the different subjects, it means money has taken a greater percentage. About 44% thereabouts. So today I want to take you into one of the Parable Jesus gave, and then I want to show you why it's very important to be financially intelligent as a Christian. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. He delivered what? His goods to them. He gave them goods. What kind of goods? We don't know, but he gave them something. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lost money in the ground. Oh, my God. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have become faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours? But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. So this is one of the parables Jesus gave. Now let's study this parable carefully. Jesus gave a parable about a man who was traveling to a far country and gave goods to his servants, three of them. The Bible said he gave these talents to them according to their several ability. What kind of ability is it? We'll look at it. Now, he gave one goods that was valued to be five talents. You know, when you see the word talent, you know, one of the things that you need to know is that at the time of this parable, the word talent was a currency. So he was not talking about human talents, like we have individual talent. No, he was making reference to a currency. And I have put one talent is equivalent to 6,000 denarii. You know, a denarius is also a currency. So there were different currencies at the time. Now, one denarius is equivalent to the daily wage of a worker which at the time of preparing my notes was about $65. So it suggests by that arithmetic that one talent is equivalent to $390,000. Plus or minus, by now it should be about $400,000. So the master gave goods to each person that could be valued in talents. The first one, he gave him how much? Five talents. It means five times $400,000. That's how much. I'm hearing some wrong arithmetic, so. That's the beginning of financial intelligence. Arithmetic, ability to add one plus one. You know, recently I was traveling with my media team. We were in the water and coming to a crowd. We bought water. I gave a young guy who was selling. I gave him, I think, 20 CDs. We bought water, I can't remember. He gave me back like 18 CDs. I said, no boy, you're going to destroy your mother's business. Grown up teenager, it will be how much? $2 million. So, what each person was receiving was not small money. Two million dollars. The second person received two talents. Is that correct? Two talents. That plus 400,000. That's how much? $800,000. The last person received one. And the Bible said to each one he gave according to their own ability. In other words, according to their ability to handle that amount of money, a good of that value. And Jesus gave the parable. He said, True to the man's predictions, and the man's assessment of each person, the one who had five went and traded with the five talents and got five more. That means he earned two million more for the master. The one who had two traded with his and got two more. But the one who had one, he did. And Jesus said the master rebuked him for being wicked and lazy. And you know one of the reasons why people become poor? Laziness. He was wicked, that means he was self-centered, never had the interest of anybody at heart. It's like somebody, when you employ him, he's coming to run down your business and collapse it. That is a wicked person. There are some people, when they come into your company, they are there to destroy. They are there to destroy. And such people are not able to also run their own business. Because in this life, if you say somebody won't count one, you won't count two. You can tell the people who will be successful... Entrepreneurs by how they work in another man's company. I so said, if I'm on my own, I'll do it better. No, you would do it exactly the same. Wicked and lazy. And he was also ignorant because he didn't even know that look, instead of going to dig the ground and put the tin inside and cover it, you could have put the money with the bank. So, this teaching, you will see some very important financial terms. One was the bank. Even in Jesus' day, he was teaching and, and, and making reference to a bank. Number two, interest. Interest. Number three, you hear, I mentioned the word currency already. Talent, it was a currency. That if you are a Christian and you want to be rich, you must be conversant with at least currency. We'll hear another important word, trade. The Bible said the one who had five, traded verse 16. He traded with what he had. That word is a lot. To trade goods, it means you must be able to identify a product, evaluate it, price it sell it, and make profit. That is trading. You must have product which you value, which you price, which you sell, in order to make profit. And that is not a joke. That is a lot. That is the work of an entrepreneur. Ability to define your unique product and develop your own marketing strategy for it. Ability to price it. Ability to value it. And ability to sell it. That's all entrepreneurship is about. This guy traded with it. And got five more. That means a 100% profit. Am I right? 100% profit. That is a serious entrepreneur. And Jesus was teaching these things to his disciples. Today, there are preachers who say that pastors should not teach about money in church. And that when Christians want to learn about money, they should go and register in uh, school. How many of you know not not every Christian can pay to go to (laughs) Gimpa. How many of you know that? Not every Christian can pay money to go to school, to study finance. But if Jesus saw the importance of teaching about money, then any preacher who thinks money should not be taught in the church is contradicting Christ himself. The reason why Christians are not becoming wealthy is because the devil has succeeded in making the subject of money to look devilish in the church. They said, you know, preaching on finances is... Worldliness, it is greed, it is this, it is this and that. How many of you think all I've been teaching up until now is not encouraging you to become greedy or worldly? It is rather teaching you how to be godly. Yeah, it's teaching you how to be godly. You see, when the subject of finances is taught right, Christians become more godly and prosperous. And I want to say, when you hear any of those preachers, I want you to know they are telling you the wrong thing. I believe in teaching on finance in church, and I'm going to teach it... If you don't like it, you you better leave. Because we don't believe in people coming to this church and remaining poor. You come here poor, you become rich. Listen, you can never become a multi-millionaire if you are financially ignorant. You can keep a few CDs in your pocket. Oh, you say somebody's a millionaire. It's not money under the bed. You have to know how money works and how to keep record of it. You can't tell me you want, to, you want to be a great business owner, own a multi-million business organization or company, be the CEO. You can't read simple financial statements. You don't know it happens in the bank. You, don't, you just don't know anything. It's not going to happen. Your business will collapse. It won't get far. Yes. So you can be rich accidentally, but you can never become wealthy by accident. Being wealthy is an intentional thing. He said he gives you power to get wealth, to get it. It is something created intentionally. And it takes a lot of know-how on the matters of finance. And I want to say this. Everybody needs to know it. Don't say, oh, this one is for accountants and experts. No, it's for you. It's for you. Simple knowledge about banking. Hello? This is church. If I invite you for a seminar, ask somebody to come and teach, you won't come. I know you will not come. Mm-hmm. If it's a prophet, you will come. There are things I have written here, you need to know what it means. You need to know what is what? Savings. Mm-hmm. You need to know what is savings. You need to know what is banking. You need to understand it. Not just know it, understand it. If you don't have a bank account here, start praying towards that one. Before you pray about becoming a millionaire, pray about owning a bank account. Because God is even confused. He doesn't know where he's put the money for you multi-millionaire who doesn't have a bank account and who doesn't understand what goes on in the bank you need to know what is insurance and why you should you should insure and why you should not insure do you know what happens to many many very educated people young 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 guys come to your offices and tell a lot of stories they say, i'm from this insurance company you know sign this will take little little money from your salary every month you have plenty money after five years you sign And after five years, they realized that they just defrauded you because you are not financially intelligent. Some of the people who came to your office to talk to you are more educated than them. Mm -hmm. But because you are not financially intelligent, and they are doing that, even bankers. One day, a young guy annoyed me in the bank. I said, hey, I asked that I wanted to buy treasury bills, so my own money in the bank. I want to buy treasury bills. They said, I want to see you. So I went. I thought it was somebody very serious. A young guy sat me down and said, "Uh, you know, instead of the treasury bill, you, should, you can buy fixed deposits from us, from our bank. And telling stories. So I said, young man, what's your name? He mentioned, he said, what's your level of education? It's the first degree. I said, I have a master's degree. So I'm more educated than you. I said, it's my own money. I want to buy treasury bill. Because that the interest rate on treasury bill is more than fixed deposit." But he thought I'm one of those plenty of ignorant salaried workers. Apologies to all bankers here but you know exactly what I'm talking about. They look into your face, you bring plenty money to the bank, very happy that you have money. They just tell you, oh, look, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, eh, I'll make money. Yes, you put it in. They use your money to make money and give you nothing because you don't even know what is going on. That must stop. And if you don't know anybody or anything about finance, some accountants can mess you up because not everybody who calls himself an accountant knows the job. Believe me. Everybody here, you want to be a business owner, take up courses in basic finance. Now you understand, one last two months I said, I've taken a course in finance. Some of you are wondering, pastor, and you know, a pastor called me, said, pastor, what's all this about? I said, you understand one day. Now you understand? Yeah, because they can prepare statements for you that is big trouble for you. Trouble you don't even know. So this is very nice. Oh, okay, thank you. Put it there. Just a lot of trouble. You need to know what is interest rate. Praise the Lord. You need to know what is interest rate. Go and find out type on the net on google and read more about it and study about it these days all these things i'm saying is so easy to learn you don't need to go to school there are books out there you don't know what is investment okay that one i'll teach a little about it from next week you need to know what is inflation i've also mentioned that one a little but there's more than what i said you need to know what an asset okay i've mentioned that also a little you need to know what is a liability you need to know what is budget you see do you know why the national budget is broadcasted because everybody is supposed to understand it. Every citizen is supposed to understand it. The question is how many people really understand it? Because if you are a business owner, you need to hear the budget in order to contextualize your business strategy for the year. Because your business is not operating in isolation, it's operating within a context of the nation, it's operating within an economic environment, a business environment. And most of you, when you hear the news, and it comes to finance news, you change the channel because there's nothing they are saying there you understand. Now, why do you think they make that part of the news? Because it's very important. So from now, when it's finance news, whether you understand it or not, don't change the channel. Listen to it. And anything you don't understand, then go study about it. Hello. That is how to become wealthy. You need to know what is the money market. We may study about that a little. You need to know what is the stock market. These are not rocket science. If you study the Bible. The fathers of faith, they understood these things. It is not by accident that Abraham had livestock before gold and silver. They had understanding of it at the time. We have been told by zealous preachers, it's devilish to know this thing. But I'm changing that. Mm-hmm. So these things like this is going on radio. We, we're going to change this kind of erroneous, you know, unfortunate preaching by zealous preachers. That has impoverished the church. What you don't teach, people won't experience it. Everything I'm teaching is from the Bible, isn't it? Is it not from the Bible? You need to know how to read simple financial statements. Let me close today with that. Next week is going to get more interesting. See, Pastor, all this big, 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 it's not a big word. Every multimillionaire, they speak this language. Let me say that again. Every multimillionaire, they speak this language. They talk about budget. They talk about inflation. They talk about interest rates. They talk about the bank. They are always interacting with the bank. They know what insurance is. They know what it means to save. They know why you should save and what savings cannot do for you and what savings can do for you. They know what is inflation. They know what's an asset. And every multimillionaire knows how to read financial statements. Good. Buy the book, so, and read it. You need to know what's a balance sheet. Not very, not very, the thing is a sheet balance. What's difficult about that? And how you can use it. Not only know what it is, but how you can use it. How useful is it to you? You need to know what is uh, cash flow statements. You need to know what is income statements. You see, because one day when you want to take a loan from the bank, they will ask you certain things. One of it is your cash flow statement. And then accountant prepares it for you, but you don't understand anything there. And when you go to the bank, they didn't give you the loan. You don't know why. Your accountant is responsible. And you are paying him to destroy the company for you very important what is a budget you can never become a multi-millionaire you can never become a wealthy christian a wealthy person who doesn't know these things it's not possible the key to building wealth and be a successful investor it starts first with your ability to understand these things and to have financial intelligence the lord give you understanding in Jesus' name. We'll continue next week. We'll look at the second thing next week. we we'll are looking at investment. What it means to be an investor. Amen. God bless you. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.